Everyone knows who had the best draft haul so far, but number two on this list may surprise you because they didn't have a first rounder. We're breaking down the top five draft classes on today's Renner Ranks. This is Renner Ranks, the ultimate NFL ranking show. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into today's episode of Renner Ranks, your go-to daily rankings podcast, part of the Locked On Network, your team every day. Special thank you to all the everydayers out there making Renner Ranks your first listen every day. Don't forget to subscribe, follow for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. I am your host, Mike Renner, NFL Draft Analyst for The Messenger. And today's podcast is brought to you by the Game Time app. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. As I said, we're doing the top five draft hauls from the 2023 NFL draft so far. And how I evaluate draft classes and how you have to evaluate draft classes, in my opinion, is on a pick-for-pick basis. Just because you have like three first-rounders doesn't mean that you had the best draft class. I always use the last year's Giants as an example when they got Evan Neal and Kayvon Thibodeau. Every single person said after the draft, that was an A-plus draft. They came with two of the best players in the draft. Of course they did. They had the fifth and seventh overall picks. You're going to come away with the best players in the draft. Two t- you're going to come away with two top ten players. I had them both lower on my board than where they got selected. So I wasn't going to give that draft an A. I just flat out wasn't. And in retrospect, it's definitely not an A draft. Both those guys are not having the best year twos that the Giants thought they would be. And the Giants as a whole kind of look like poop. So that's how we rank them. First, I want to give a special shout out, though, to some teams that didn't make this list that could down the line because it's still early on. Right. We are halfway through the season. I just wanted to give a nice little uh, sort of early impressions about this rookie class. But obviously, you know, everyone says it takes three years to grade a draft. There's a lot of guys that like either aren't even playing or just started playing or just started looking good to where I wanted to give some other teams a shout out before I got to the top five. First one I want to give a shout to is Tennessee Titans. They could have a special draft on their hands. I think Peter Skaronsky, truthfully, like when he's been healthy on the football field, has been, for my money, the best offensive lineman in this rig class. Now, no one has really looked like, you know, Rashawn Slater out the gate. There's not been that guy in this rookie class who really uh, everyone knows is going to be perennial Pro Bowl offensive lineman. That's just, this wasn't that class. It wasn't that good of a class. But Peter Skaronsky looks the closest in my eyes. Then obviously Will Levis pick 33. We'll see how he fares. Very impressed with what he's done. His first two appearances, though, obviously now just named the starter for the rest of the season. Uh, even when Ryan Tannehill does come back, an obvious decision. An obvious decision. There was no debate there. If they would have gone back to Ryan Tannehill, there would have been riots. I live in Nashville now. I've talked to Titans fans. They would have been riots on the streets. And then also getting Tajay Spears, who obviously doesn't get a ton of touches behind Derrick Henry. What he does, though. Uh, the guy's dynamic, man. I mean, he looks like one of the best backs in this class. It's, it looks like it's shaping up to be a really good running back class. And Tajay Spears, whenever, you know, if Derrick Henry does walk in the offseason, he looks like he's in store for a big, maybe like James Cook-esque breakout next year. Speaking of James Cook, I had the Bills. I, I like their draft as well. I think Dalton Kincaid has been the best rookie tight end. Now, obviously, that was first rounder. Osiris Torrance has had an encouraging start at right guard. Still needs some work to do in pass protection. Needs to get better with his hands. But the, you see his difference, his size, power, making an impact in the running game. And then I think Dorian Williams, obviously he got thrust into the fire early on in his career. The 91st overall pick, linebacker out too lame. Didn't necessarily 
It wasn't necessarily like in the cards. Wasn't their plan to have him uh, starting here this early. But when Matt Milano went down, uh, I think there's been some encouraging signs, even if he has been benched at times, just because, I mean, it's a rookie linebacker. There's no rookie linebackers playing well this year. So want to give them a shout out. Indianapolis Colts, want to give them a shout out too. Obviously, Anthony Richardson, hard to say what's going to happen with him. Julius Brents has had a up and down start to his career, but Josh Downs, pick 79. It was a home run when it happened way back in April. Looks even more of a home run now. Cannot believe he fell that far. Some of the second round wide receivers that went ahead of him, some of those teams want to redo. <laughs> I'm wearing a Packers shirt right now. I want to redo as Green Bay Packers. And that's not to say Jaden Reed hasn't been, uh, you know, one of the best Packers wide receivers, uh, probably the most reliable Packers wide receiver this year. But I think even Brian Gutekunst would trade him for Josh Downs right now in a heartbeat. Philadelphia Eagles, I mean, just getting Jalen Carter. They got the best non-quarterback in this draft. You did it. Congrats. Home run. But yeah, that one, that's really all that's the impact getting they're getting from their rookie class. All the guys cannot see the field because, well, the Eagles roster is pretty darn stacked if you haven't heard. And then the Minnesota Vikings, Jordan Addison looks like, you know, one of, if not the best rookie wide receiver already uh, this year. Been fantastic. Even when, you know, all defense is just paying attention to him with no Justin Jefferson. Ivan Pace as UDFA, both those home runs for the Minnesota Vikings. So good. So Questy needed some momentum there after his first draft with the Minnesota Vikings. I won't do the worst. We'll save some neg. I don't want to skew too negative during the season. That can be an off season. We can rank the worst draft classes in the off season and really get to the nitty gritty uh, complaining about GMs, which I love to do, which, you know, I don't like to do it publicly much like on Twitter. You don't need to do that but I need to get it off my chest. Some of these decisions that got made. I'm looking at the Panthers after Bryce Young. That's what I'm looking at. I, I There, I said it. The Panthers draft hall, if you just go look at their day two, Jonathan Mingo and DJ Johnson is just a disaster. I thought it was a disaster when they drafted them. I think they were both, I think Mingo was like 50 picks higher where he got picked than where he was on my board. And then DJ Johnson was like 150 places higher. And well, Panthers fans know how that's going. Let's get to the top five, though. We're at number five. I have the Seattle Seahawks. And I said I wasn't going to give deference to teams with multiple first-round picks. But they got Devon Witherspoon, who I ranked earlier this week as the second-best defensive rookie this season. Six pass breakups already. Sub-50 completion percentage against. People did not see it coming on draft day. It was a surprise. And I think that... You know, a lot of people were wary of that. Like, oh, how does he fit in? You have two outside corners already, whatever. No. Devon Witherspoon, stud from day one here. So that was a home run. Jackson Smith and Jigbo really come on of late. Last four games, 210 yards, two touchdowns, 17 catches over that span. Is he, you know, lighting the world on fire? Is he elite? No. Is he a good pick? Is he make that offense once the pass protection improves? Uh, dangerous. Yes, a lot more dangerous. I, I think this is, uh, again, offensive line has been an issue. They've been very banged up, but encouraging start for him gives you three separators in that offense. Zach Charbonnet has been good. Pick 52 for the Seattle Seahawks, just 32 carries because he's you know behind Kenny Walker. It was a pick that this it didn't make sense, but I mean, talent evaluation-wise, at least it wasn't a whiff, we'll say. And then the last guy I want to give a shout out to in the Seahawks draft hall, Anthony Bradford, starting right guard this year for the Seattle Seahawks. 
at pick 108. Dude's darn near a carbon copy of Damian Lewis. I don't know why the Seahawks don't care about pass protection from their interior linemen, but they draft just the biggest guards who can't, you know, hold up and pass protection and save their lives. But those dudes can crush some freaking double teams. Anthony Bradford in the run game is a pleasure to watch. The man can move at 330 pounds. When he gets his hands on linebackers, he's had some just very dominant blocks at the second level already this season. But again, up and down in pass pro, that's being kind calling it up and down. It's more down. He's just, that was him coming out of LSU. I, the Seahawks just, they like guys that can create a big pocket, but then also lose in a blink of an eye. And that's the Seahawks guard position right now. All right. Before we get to the top four here, today's podcast is brought to you by Game Time. I know the ticket buying experience can be an absolute grind. Not only just trying to find tickets, but then trying to find how much they cost, where they're at, what your seat's going to look like. You shouldn't have to worry about that when you're buying tickets to your next big event. The Game Time app is the fastest and easiest way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. With killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and the best price guarantee, Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. Game Time is the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. See the view from your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. All-in prices show your up total upfront, so you know you're getting a great deal without hidden fees. Buy tickets in seconds with two taps. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-N-F-L for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices, guaranteed. On to the top four, where at number four, Detroit Lions. And again, multiple first rounders, sure. But this was the quintessential flip their second in their first round. And it looks way better because they hit some home runs in the second round. Sam Laporta at 34 has been excellent, especially in that offense. His speed is a weapon at the tight end position. Already 434 yards, four touchdowns, 43 catches. Now he does have four drops. That's not his forte. That was dating back to Iowa. Not the most reliable of guys, but you're paying, you're drafting them for dynamism. Dynamism, difficult to come by a tight end, especially when a guy can block as well like Laporta can. So that was a home run of a pick. Brian Branch, top three in D-Roy earlier this year, I ranked him. The safety out of Alabama, pick 45, another home run. An absolute just dingers by Brad Holmes there in the second round. Just right over the plate, easy batting practice fastballs that he put out the park. Hats off to him. Now, a couple sliders, <laughs> sweepers, shall we say, in the first round, though, that I'm still waiting to justify because Gibbs, Gibbs, super talented. Jameer Gibbs picked him at 12. And, uh, and I will say this they traded back to get him at 12. I believe they had pick six originally, traded back, get more draft capital. That kind of assages the sting of a running back at 12 overall, especially when. You know, we're talking about Tajay Spears and how dynamic he was. Third rounder, Devon Chan, how good he looks. Similar mold of players go in the third round. That's where you draft that mold of player. That's what, that's what we always say. That's, you know, you can get that guy in the third round. Jamal Charles, third rounder. 
You don't need to get, pick that guy, pick 12. And now Gibbs looks great. No knock on Gibbs. 5.3 yards per carry. 399 receiving rushing yards. Excuse me. But like, you drafted him there because of his receiving ability. Because he was going to be this pass-catching, weapon, change of pace. He's averaging 5.9 yards per reception. His 28 catches have gone for only 164 yards. They have not made the impact through the air that would justify picking him where they picked him. So... I'm done talking about the running back stuff, though. I just I sound like a broken record. But again, how, would you would you rather have right now Lucas Van Ness and at pick twelve, and then in the third round you could have gotten Taji Spears. Third round you could have gotten Devon Chan. You would rather you would take that in a heartbeat over the Detroit Lions right now. That's just my take. And then Jack Campbell hasn't actually even been starting. For Detroit Lions, he's been there kind of, base, I guess, starting in the old traditional sense. He's their base, base down, you know, base linebacker he's been playing. Um, I don't know. Linebacker first year, you can't evaluate those guys. <laughs> it looks good against the run, though. I mean, you can stack shed. But linebacker year one, it was never going to happen for him. But I do think, you know, what they that haul on day two is well worth this ranking. And also, it's just like they, they didn't get any bad players. Like, again, I said, gives very good for running back in that mold. Maybe is he worth it? Maybe not. Campbell, too early to tell. So no real whiffs, two home runs. Lions coming in at number four. At number three, Pittsburgh Steelers. Boy, did they ever need a draft like this. And now Broderick Jones was pick 14, their very first pick. Didn't lock down a starting job. Came in the left tackle when Dan Moore got hurt. I think he's had an encouraging start and also filled in at right tackle actually when Chuke got hurt there. Better than I expected right out the gate. I thought he was the biggest project in this kind of rookie type, rookie, rookie offensive tackle class. Almost said tight end. Dude moves like a tight end. I mean, he's very explosive. Better in pass protection, though, than I expected. Now, still not like lights out by any means. Uh, I think there's still a long way to go. But again, that's every rookie tackle this year. There's no one really getting it done at a high level. You know, I think Dewan Jones has probably been your best bet in pass protection this year as a rookie. And even he's like, getting cooked by Boye Mafe, right? Like he's not been shut down by any means. So everyone's got a long way to go, but Broderick looks closer than I expected given his tape at Georgia, which is encouraging, you know, improving upon things that were issues on tape is always, always going to be an encouraging start because tackles are such a skill position. You need to keep developing. And he's a guy that didn't play a ton at Georgia. Now, hopefully, hopefully, is getting a starting going to be starting the rest of the season here. I know a guy who's definitely starting the rest of the season, and that is Joey Porter Jr. Pick 32. Still don't know how he fell that far. Still don't know how Emmanuel Forbes went ahead of him. I'm sure Steelers fans are not complaining, though. Commanders fans, maybe. But Joey Porter Jr., since he's been starting the past few weeks, my Lord, what took them so long, man? Six of 21 targets. He made Puka Nakua look foolish in their one-on-one matchups. I mean, he couldn't get off the line of scrimmage. He had DeAndre Hopkins clamped up on multiple occasions at the line in terms of his press prowess. And maybe that's why he fell. That was my theory is that like people are moving away from press coverage and Porter from like off coverage. It's really not the same he really like when he's at the line of scrimmage, it's so different than off line scrimmage. And he's, but he's so damn good at the line of scrimmage, man. He's so strong. He's got 34 inch arms. He did over 20 bench reps. That's an insane combination for a cornerback. And his dad was like a ferocious outside linebacker. You think he's got that dog in him? I wonder. 
Heck yes, he does, man. I like was trying my hardest not to curse through that whole spiel right there about Joey Porter Jr. But dude, he looks like a player for the Pittsburgh Steelers and looks like a stealer, like through and through. So home run there. Keanu Benton, you know, if we didn't have Jalen Carter tearing it up, we'd be talking about how encouraging it is for him, his start off the nose at times there too in that Pittsburgh Steelers defense. Man can get upfield into the backfield. I think he's going to be, he looks like he's going to be a player. Now, again, DT's right out the gate. Hard for them to hold up in the running game, but he's had good reps against double teams, man. And he's not your traditional 330 plus nose tackle. He's in the 315 range. He's a he's a guy that, you know, there are the other guys in the 315 range that can't play nose tackle in the NFL right now that have to be like protected in the run game. No, not the case with Keanu Benton. I, I think he's, you know, their next Stefan Tuitt, you know, I, I'm not going to call him Cam Hayward just yet. Cam Hayward's different level. Absolute dude. But, but it looks like he's going to be like a Stefan Tuitt at, min, at minimum, right? Right? And then Nick Herbig, Herbig. And so that was pick 49, Keanu Benton. Second round steal for a DT. And then Nick Herbig at 132. One of my favorites in the draft. And now he hasn't played much because Alex Highsmith, TJ Watt don't really come off the field obviously are a super talented duo but when herbig has played 83 snaps he's made impact plays whether it's uh has a sack multiple plays in the run game and he's still only 21 he came out he was a true junior coming out early entry i think he's put on some weight even from his wisconsin career which isn't surprising when you're that age he's got up into the 240s range and i he looks more than big enough to play off the edge now which was my concern but I don't think I have that anymore. He looks like he belongs, man. Uh, only a matter of time before he starts getting more snaps and producing. So Steelers, honestly, I almost feel bad now looking through this. Why did I put him at three? I think they deserve maybe a little bit higher. I maybe hated him just a little bit too much. I will get to the top two here in just one second. But first, this podcast brought to you by DoorDash. Did you go? Oh, did the game go to timeout? Now you go to timeout. You go into timeout. Are you six years old? Listen to this podcast. Did the game go to timeout? Time to order in with DoorDash. Is it halftime? That's ordering time. Two-minute warning. You got it. That's your cue to order in. Order chips, dips, nachos, or everything you need to make your own nachos on DoorDash and get it all delivered without missing the game. Kick back at kickoff with unbeatable deals on everything you need for the watch party or tailgate. Score football's season's best deals on groceries, restaurants, retail, and more. All your favorite restaurants and stores from retail to grocery are on the app so you can shop everything you need to get game day ready. Get 50% off up to $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCKED23. That's 50% off up to $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCKED23. Subject to change, terms apply. The top two, here it is. We're not going to spend too long on number one. So let's talk about number two, though. Los Angeles Rams. Les Snead. What a draft from him. This the whole, the whole fact that they you know haven't had a first rounder since, I believe, Jared Goff. I think that was their last first rounder, 2016. Scheduled to have a first rounder next year, by the way, though. So that'll be an event for Rams fans. Don't have a first rounder. But what they do get, pick 36, Steve Avila. 
I said Peter Skaronsky has been the best offensive lineman this season. Brandon Thorne, offensive line, offensive line expert. I said offensive line that come from Jersey. Offensive line expert who was on the show last week. If you haven't listened to it, go check it out. Rank top five offensive lineman. He thinks, or he has said, Steve Avila has been the best rookie offensive lineman this season. So it's close. He was pick 36, Peter Skaronsky pick 11. That's what I would say good value, right? When you're getting a guy who's the best rookie offensive lineman, according to an offensive line expert, at pick 36, but he's been fantastic there at left guard position. His anchor is tremendous in pass pro. I mean, NFL ready in that regard. You saw that against Mozzie Smith, though. In the playoff last year, he gave Mozzie all he could handle. That was a great matchup. Uh, Mozzie looking tough this season, though, unfortunately. Um, but then after Steven Vila, you have pick 77, Byron Young, who's pinned an absolute whirlwind off the edge for the Los Angeles Rams this season. If you haven't watched this guy play, so if you recall, he, after high school, spent time away from football, went to like a military academy, then actually never caught on after that at, the, at an actual program. Time away from football, ends up at Tennessee, where he's just a wild boar off the edge there for that Tennessee defense really has no clue what he's doing. And maybe that's like a little unfair, but doesn't like have pass rushing moves. He is just explosiveness personified trying to attack quarterbacks. And he has like an absolute like high motor, all the things you could possibly want except for pass rushing moves. But this but he runs a four, four, three at the combine is just one of the most physically impressive dudes in this draft class falls to pick 77 because he is 25 years old as rookie. But dude, he looks good. 31 pressures already, 15 run stops. I wrote up on the messenger earlier this week, the all rookie team. And I hated that I had to leave him off because Will Anderson and Tuli Tui below two are balling as rookies. But Byron Young, Rams had a hit there in the third round on the edge and then a hit on the interior with pick 89 and Kobe Turner who, if you haven't watched his tape, an undersized DT, but he plays with insane leverage. Guy coming out of Wake Forest was a transfer from James Madison. I loved him coming out. I had him as top 75 player in this class. Already a 70.4 PFF grade. And again, for a DT, that's impressive right out the gate. DTs aren't supposed to make plays. DTs aren't supposed to be able to hold up to NFL caliber power from centers and guards. Kobe Turner is right now. So very encouraging start to both those guys' careers. And then obviously... Puka Nakua, pick 177. The Rams' strategy of load up on a dozen day three picks and hit one diamond in the rough. I mean, it paid off, right? You would you would rather have Puka Nakua than Quentin Johnson right now. That's a first rounder versus a fifth rounder. Everyone pretty much in the NFL would make that trade right now. And now, obviously, a lot of that says about Quentin Johnson, but um, but that's also... When you trust your scouting, you want as many swings of the bat as possible because you can hit guys like Puka Nakua when you do. So Rams, excellent haul for, again, not having a first-round pick. At number one, though, it's the Houston Texans, man. Franchise-defining draft. Truly just spectacular. C.J. Stroud, no explanation necessary. Number two overall. Will Anderson, no explanation necessary. Now, I will say... Trading up from 12 to three, giving up next year's first rounder doesn't look nearly as bad as I did on draft day because the Texans, that first rounder, maybe like pick 17, 18, maybe even later. So not the most difficult pill to swallow, 
but we'll see. Check in two or three years down the line. Keep going back to this. See how Lucas Van Ness is doing, who you could have gotten to pick 12. See how Will Anderson's doing. Because then maybe that could have been a first rounder in the future too. But Will Anderson, as advertised, and like there's still a lot of meat left on the bone to his game. And he can still improve a lot. Tank Dell at pick 69. Dude is top 20 in yards per route run in the NFL. Entire NFL right now. 454 yards, four scores already. The game winner this past weekend. The rapport he has with CJ Stroud, that's that's a winning connection for years to come. And then sneakily, Jared Patterson's been their starting center all year. Six rounder, pick 201. Nothing like special, I'll say, but a high floor type of player at center that's kind of held together. What's been an injured offensive line at times this year for the Houston Texans, but still performed well. So Houston Texans, that's what you dream of, right? <laughs> when you got when you got those picks, you dream of them two and three. You dream of them becoming what CJ Stroud and Will Anderson have become. And that's why the Houston Texans are fighting to get above 500. Bobby Slowick said, this is the week we get above 500. We got it. We got to do it. I said, hell yeah, Bobby, let's go. There's your top five draft classes. We have Austin Gale on the show tomorrow. We still haven't decided what we're going to rank, though, with Austin. Might be a game time decision, but that's always when it's the most fun. So make sure you tune in for that one. Like, subscribe, follow, do whatever. It's your life. But hopefully listen to Renner Ranks. We love you. See you tomorrow.